everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was Or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week, this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. I almost said, because I was looking at my notes, I almost said, welcome back to the Kettlebell Bomb Show, but that's actually who is today's guest on the show. So I have uh, Lisa Balash, and I'm pretty sure I am butchering her last name because even when we were talking on the show, um, I remember saying something to her and she told me how to pronounce her last name. I'm like, I've been saying your last name wrong all these years. So here I am recording the intro and probably screwing it all up, but we're just going to go with it. Um, Anyway, I wanted to have Lisa on the show for several reasons. I discovered her, gosh, way back in the early days of Fitfluential. She was one of the first uh, folks I recruited in the first year. Um, I had bought her DVDs. So she first came out with these obviously, kettlebell-focused DVDs. I think way back in, so this is probably 2010-ish, that was when I was first discovering kettlebells, and there were not a lot of kettlebell workouts on the market. And so I remember discovering Lisa, and it was really cool to see a woman because originally it was just all guys. And this is a lot of what we're going to talk about today on the show is, for those of you who are listening which is most of you that have a fitness passion um, and you want to take that fitness passion. You've got ideas um, to somehow make that into a business, make that into something that's going to produce income for you. You're going to want to tune into this two-part episode. So this falls under our business series where I'm interviewing um, women who are successful in their uh, business endeavors and pursuing, you know, taking their passion and turning it into an income. And Lisa certainly is a notable example of that. She first started off with her kettlebell bombshell DVDs. And in this episode, we're talking about how she's now branched out and created her own apparel line. And what I love about what you're going to hear in this show is, you know, this is not somebody who says, oh, you know, I went back and I went to business school. I got my master's. I got my PhD. You know, I none of that. This is somebody who's just really learning as she goes, um, taking, you know, every risk that she possibly can, every calculated risk that is. 
and just going for it and learning along the way, which is what so many successful entrepreneurs will tell you they did as well. And I really thank so many of you because so many of you write in and say, oh, I want to start my own apparel line. Oh, I want to, you know, I've got this idea for fitness gloves or I've got this idea and this, you know, equipment that I've invented or I've got this idea for a book or whatever, workouts. There's so many stories like Lisa's where they, these folks just had an idea, had a passion and just went for it and figured it out. And there are a lot of hugely successful brands. I mean, let's go to the extreme and look at somebody like Spanx, you know, somebody like her, who's just like, I want something that's going to smooth me out under clothes instead of control top pantyhose, you know, and she figured something out and now it's a billion dollar empire. So you guys are going to love hearing from her. Of course, there's some little fitness tidbits in here as well, but this is much more about how to take your passion for fitness, um, fitness, health, and wellness, and turn that into a business. And, you know, without having to go back to business school, without having to, you know, bring on investors, without having to have a team of, you know, 25 employees, this is somebody who's going to show you how she's done it, how she's doing it, and what her tips are uh, for all of for all of you who are potentially just getting started. So sit back and enjoy. This is a two-part interview with Lisa, the founder of Kettlebell Bombshell, not only the DVDs, but now the apparel line. And by the way, you will love this apparel line when you check it out. We'll link it up in the show notes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Kelly O Show. I am thrilled to have Lisa Baylash. It is so good to have you on the show. And I know we've had to reschedule a couple of times uh, our fault. So I appreciate you being patient. And I am thrilled to have you on our business series because you, I first met you when you started Kettlebell Bombshell, which we're going to talk about today. But now you have a second business. So excited to dive into all this good stuff, but thrilled to have you on the show. Are you ready to, are you ready to go? Yes, and thank you so much, Kelly, for having me, and I am honored to be here and excited to get talking to you about business. Yeah, and I do have to, I'm just going to have to have, make sure I tell Jenny Lynn to listen to this show, <laughs> because you actually sound so much like Jenny Lynn, former Olympia winner from like ages ago. And, and I've always admired her too. She's amazing. I used to compete in figure back in the day when she was on top, and I just remember always um, seeing her in all the magazines and everything. She's beautiful. Yeah. And she has that, like of all her and Gina Aliotti, who's also been on the show. Well, Jenny's yes. going to be on the show, but her and Gina are the two people that in that phase, so this was like what, 10 years ago, I think. Uh, More than that. They, they have two <laughs> videos out, you know, which shows like behind the scenes, training, eating. And, you know, they were like before their time putting stuff out um, that now it is what you'd see on YouTube or social. And I just, I love, I have both of their videos and I love it. Um, so anyway, I digress. So that's cool. So I'll have to check that out. Thanks for telling me. I will definitely, cause I love that stuff. I'll send you, I will hook you up with Jenny. Um, and she will be happy to send it to you. And then, um, Gina as well. I think she still has that on her site, but I will introduce you to both of those people. If you don't know them. Awesome. Um, awesome. That'd be great. That's what, that's what life is all about. Connecting great people. So here's the deal. When I have somebody on the show for the first time, um, and particularly you, you're so multifaceted, but you are very unique in that, um, you know, you have this figure competitor background and there's a lot of people who listen, who are into, you know, competition, bikini competition, figure competition, um, or they just kind of like me, they, they might not compete themselves, but they like that style of training and that, mm -hmm. that muscle aesthetic. Right. And what's so unique about you, hence the name of your first business, Kettlebell Bombshell, which 
that's how I found you. I bought that DVD. Ah. And, um, you know, there's so many people that are intimidated by kettlebell training. And, and this is something you swear by. And I see you even trained for one of your last shows using predominantly kettlebells. So here's what oh, I'd yeah. like you to do. Usually, and this might be a good place to start, even though we're going to talk about your business, because in this case, you have a fitness business. And I and I love that you just took your passion and you've made businesses out of it, which is really the best way to go, you know, as opposed to some people who are like, where can I go online to make easy money? And then, you know, they don't have any passion for it. But yeah. tell people like your fitness story. When did you get into fitness, kettlebells. When was that for you and why? Okay. So when I started doing kettlebell, it was actually about 2006, 2007, like right at the, at the turn into 2007. And I was working in a, in a Pilates studio and I was dealing in the casinos part-time. I live in Vegas. So I was a, you know, 21 dealer. And I wanted to get out of that so badly. I hated it. I hated breathing in all the mm. cigarette smoke. And just it was just such a mundane job. I couldn't stand it. So I wanted out of that. And I started, I was actually doing Pilates myself. And I was working out with weights. And I was really interested in doing a show and everything. So actually, I started competing in figure when I was still dealing at the Rio. And um, I did my first show. The first figure show they ever had was 2001. And I started competing in figure. But I was going to a Pilates studio also. And then I thought, this might be fun to teach this. I think I'm going to start teaching this. So I got a certification to teach that. And that's where I found kettlebells, believe it or not. There was another gal in our studio where I worked. I started working at the place that I was actually taking classes. And she was using it with her clients. And I remember looking at her going, this chick is weird. And that looks really stupid. <laughs> I swear I did. And I was telling my client, I said, I don't know what that is. That looks like ridiculous. This is what I said. And so then she comes to me, you know, like a month later and she said, oh, Lisa, I want you to learn about these kettlebells. I think you're just going to love these. And I said, oh, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> I was just like so <laughs> against it. I was against it because I was weight training and I thought, yeah, weights are where it's at. So in which they are. I love weight training. So then she decided to put together a certification for our studio. And she said, Lisa, you have to come and do this. I really want you to be part of it. And I really wasn't going to. I didn't want to. And I said, oh, I might as well. Everybody else is doing it. So I jumped on the bandwagon and I did it. And the thing that turned me off at first was we had an instructor who was doing the certification. She was getting married. And I just remember I learned more about her wedding than I did about the kettlebell. I knew all about her wedding because she wouldn't stop talking about it. So I went and I bought the book by Pavel Sutzelin, who is from, he's the head of the RKC, which is now called Strong First, if, you are, or if you're familiar with kettlebells at all. Yes. And he had a book called Enter the Kettlebell. So I bought that book and I read it cover to cover and I did everything like I said. And then I felt confident to teach it because I wasn't going to go teaching people how to do kettlebells when I didn't even know how to do it myself. Mm -hmm. I was using them and playing around with them, but I was kind of applying weight training to them. And that's what most people do. They make the grave mistake of picking them up and grabbing them and doing dumbbell stuff with them. And that's the worst thing you can do because that's not what they're for. It's harder on your joints like that. And if you're doing kettlebell exercises that are specific kettlebell exercises, that's where you get the amazing um, calorie burn that they talk about. And the, you know, the more hit style training comes from doing kettlebell moves and not just swings. Yes. You have to do other things. So on my DVD, so then I came out with a DVD in 2010, July 15, 2010, and it's called Kettlebell Bombshell. And the whole reason I made it, the pinup look on the cover and everything, the reason behind that is 
I wanted people to think anybody could do this. Because back then, when I was using it, it was so new, you couldn't even, nobody knew what they were. So mm. people were marketing them as the mm. Soviet Union trains with these for their special forces. Yes. And you got to be wearing all black and then you're going to be, it's the hard mental toughness and, you know, you know, tough, 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 tough. And I thought, this is stupid because regular people need to use this and not be intimidated by the fact that you have to be part of the military to use the stupid thing. Like that's what they were trying to portray. So I didn't like that. So I said, I'm going to soften it up and make it girly and feminine. So women aren't afraid to do it. And I didn't want to show myself looking all like shredded or something. Cause that's intimidating too. And the majority of people out there don't want to look like that. They just want to get in good shape. They want to lose weight. They want to look decent in a bikini or feel confident. Right. They don't want to look like a fitness model or competitor. I mean, maybe some do, but I'm saying like the average person, they just want to do something to exercise. So I wanted to bring it to the mainstream more so to women to make them feel like, okay, this looks like something I could do instead of, oh, I got to be in the military to use this thing. Okay, never mind. <laughs> you know, I got to be a Navy SEAL. Like you can't work out with this. Exactly. I can't think of the name of this guy and I won't, there, but there were two oh, people. So I'm going to say this. You just made me remember in like the early years of Fitfluential. And I, of course we didn't have the podcast back then, but I remember, remember when we started, like there just were no men that were blogging or anything. And so when we were starting to do brand campaigns, I was trying to find anyone and anyone, anyone who was a man who was having a presence online at all in fitness to, that could be on campaigns, right? And that's why yeah. like, it was like the few people we had were like Dutch and Steve Feaster and um, Jeremy Scott. And, you know, they, they were like four or five guys, remember? And they were all like, they called themselves the man ambassadors back then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple, remember? And but there were a couple guys that were like hardcore kettlebell people. And there's in my, in my history in the fitness space, I've only done or experienced like quote unquote getting in a fight with somebody and two of them were these these guys and they it's because they they were so elitist about kettlebell training and but you had to do I remember that. Yeah. And one of them, I wrote a blog post. This was back when my blog was like Kelly. Alexa, I remember this. And he, he loved to comment. And he's like, I just, I can't believe that you would even think about training with weights because the only way to train is kettlebells. And I don't want to talk to you anymore. And I'm like, are you kidding <gasps> me right now? And he's like, yeah. And he literally like unfriended me everywhere, unfollowed me because he was okay. offended that I would go work out of the gym and not just do kettlebells. And then there was another guy who his name was Michael something. I don't remember. And I'm not trying to dog him out and say his name because I don't remember his full name, but he, he was supposed to be like joining us or whatever. And he's like, too many people are using kettlebells the wrong way. I can't be associated with Fitfluential. I'm like, oh, you're a douchebag. I mean, but there were a lot of those types of people about kettlebells. Kind of yeah, like when but CrossFit you know first started becoming popular and people here were the like thing. all these elitists. Yeah, but here's the thing too, for that guy to say too many people are using them wrong. Well, I believe that there are different ways to use things and there of course are incorrect ways. Yeah, he's right. But I also compete in kettlebell lifting, the actual Russian sport. So if anybody does it wrong, it's American people that aren't affiliated with the sport <laughs> because the sport itself comes from Russia. This is where they're from. The mm -hmm. sport looks nothing like the regular fitness kettlebell lifting. So he may be 
even referring to that and going to say that's using it wrong when that's not wrong. That's the actual authentic Russian lifting, which is what I do. And I teach that too, but also you can do fitness exercises with them. There's just a certain way. So a lot of times people would say to people like myself that do Russian lifting, you're doing that wrong. And I would just laugh like, okay, I guess so to you. I am, but you don't even know what I'm doing. That shows how much you don't know. Like I know every aspect of kettlebell lifting and I've been certified in three different organizations and one of them from Sergey Rudnov, who is um, a Russian 10 time world champion. So I'm not going to believe that I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> and why it's so funny. That's just kind of like a fitness thing. You know, I mean, there's so many times whether I, I've been traveling pre coronavirus, of course, um, yes. and I'd be in a, a hotel gym and I'd have some schmuck wad come up to me and, you know, can I show you how to use that? Or can I lift this? Way? He just you liked like, you. He thought you were pretty. Come on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like why most, I'm going to say like 75% of the time when someone's coming over to correct you, it's a Half man. the time they don't know better. And oh, I know. It's crazy. I have guys do like, it to me. I have my friend. He thinks, well, he used to be a trainer many eons ago. He came over to me and tried to, and they, they also like to try to do this in front of other guys. Yes. So the guy thinks that, oh, I'm going to help this poor pathetic. And I yell at them. I go like this. I go, get away from me. I, did, I don't need your help. And I say it just like that. I go, get away from me. And then they're like, <laughs> well, I was just going to show you. I go, I don't want you to show me anything. I'm a trainer myself. I've been trained by Tony Pearson. I've been trained by Jeannie Paparone, IFBB Pro. I'm good. I don't need your help. And I paid them to help me. I ain't paying you. Get out of here. And that's what I do. And people <laughs> go like, oh, that's mean. No, it isn't. It's direct. It will stop you from ever bothering me again. And does that work? Of course it does. Because they don't expect that. They think you're going to be polite and you're just going to go, oh, okay, you're going to help poor pathetic little me. No, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> this princess, I have, a, I have a shirt that says, this princess lifts heavier than you. And that's usually what I... Totally. And it's not even a matter of that. It's you probably lift better and, and more, more correct form than they do. You know, like they try to lift heavy weights and impress us. And then meanwhile, their form goes to, you know, ugh. it's like they're, they're like swinging the weights up and dropping them. And we don't do that. We do it correctly and we do it slow and controlled like we're supposed to. It might not be super heavy, but it's heavy enough. And that's what people need to understand too. And I love weight training. I don't ever tell people that do kettlebells, you should do weight training. If anything, I say you should because you can't do kettlebells every day of the week. You could do them like, you don't want to go more than three days a week because for one thing, it's working every part of your body. It taxes your nervous system. You, you have to recover and it's not going to be better to do more. And I love when people would say to me, well, your videos are really short. They're only 18 minutes. And I'm like, yeah. And they're supposed to be because you know why it's a full body workout. And if you do the kettle bell moves properly, you're not supposed to do it for an hour. That's the beauty of it. But people can't let go of that mentality of I got to work out for an hour. So they would think my videos aren't good because they're short. It's like, no, you're just, you're trying to do like you would do in the gym with weights. You're trying to do reps and sets and multiple. I go, I do it one time through. And I think I look pretty darn good for doing it like that. So if you want to follow what I say, listen to what I say. Less mm -hmm. is more with kettlebells. Less really is more. You're getting your cardio. You're working every body part together at the same time. How could you do that for more than 20 minutes? You shouldn't. You really shouldn't. So when people do, I'm like, uh, okay, like do how you want but it's not right. <laughs> well,
Well, and that's really as well um, a universal fitness truth that I'm glad we're bringing up because more and more people, and I used to be one of those people who thought every workout had to be two hours. I did. And I got into a very um, warped mindset. And and I remember it was Valerie Waters who said to me the first time, because she would see me post my polar heart rate monitor you know, yeah. my, my she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> she did. She would go, why are you working out for 95 minutes? And I'm like, cause what I would do is I would work out and I would see that yesterday I burned, you know, 425 calories. So the next day I'm like, well, I'm at 425. Let me see if I can go to 475. And then I'm like, well, 475 is good, but five. And it was really all in the mindset of how fast can I get skinny? And so more is better. That's what I thought, which I couldn't have been more wrong. I was overtraining all the time. That was when I was, I'm sure, in the embryonic stages of, of adrenal fatigue, which I yes in spades. But she would say to me, she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, and Joe Dowdell as well. He's been interviewed on this show. He said, um, you know, he was... <laughs> I will never forget. I used to text him and Mike Roussel because they would, you know, so many people over the years would try to help me. You know, I, yeah. I had the beauty in Fitfluential of being exposed to some great trainers and I would be, you know, talking with these guys and they're like, well, here's what you, you do. And then I would check in with, with Mike and Joe and I'm like, hey guys, guess what? I just did this and then I finished my workout and I ran around the block and I did sprints and then I did 175 walking lunges. And Joe's like, what are you doing? It's not leg day. Oh and my I'm like, gosh. But You're I, crazy. And I, I did it. I had no idea. And now I get it. Like, so for everybody listening, when she says a 20 minute full body workout, I mean, I, kettlebells are intense. You can get so much done, but you have yes. to and start testing it out because shorter workouts, when you do them with intention, with good form, and you know, you get quality versus quantity minutes, it really can make a difference and get over this idea that every workout has to be an hour. Yeah, absolutely not. And you know what? I would have told you to see back then, if I would have told you to work out for six minutes with kettlebells and you would have said, oh, this girl doesn't know what she's talking about. There's no way. But I'm telling you what, I told my sister this, and this is so funny because my sister has four kids and she's always eating whatever and she works a crazy amount of hours. So she's always not taking care of herself and I'm always getting mad at her. So when I went back home just recently, you know, to be with my nephews and her, and I was like, let me train you, you know, while I'm here. So I was doing kettlebells with her. And I mean, we worked out for maybe like 18 minutes or something like that, but we did a lot. And she was like jello after because she hasn't been using them. But she told me, she said, you know, a long time ago, you asked me, do you have eight minutes a day or three days a week? Do you have eight minutes? And she goes, and then I felt really stupid when I was like, well, I guess I do. There's one or two exercises that you could do with the kettlebells, one bell or two bells that work every single muscle in your entire body. And you don't even have to do anything else. You just have to do a few sets of them. And she started losing weight again. So now she just texted me yesterday that she's down like 6.3 pounds already since I've seen her two weeks ago. So the whole key is, and I would tell her, don't do this for an hour. And what would she do? I did for 45 minutes. I go, see, why aren't you listening to me? But even she won't listen to me. But it's just funny that- but you know what, Lisa? This is what it, you and I talked about before the show. So when, when you're going to guest and you can do it once a month, once a week, whatever you want, when you do show you. guest spots on Instagram stories at the Kelly O Show, so everybody listening, she's going to be guesting. 
and do it. Just go on there and and uh, and do some demonstrations. Like oh, maybe yeah. show and one move. And they're gonna love me. They're gonna love me because you know what? I don't want you to work out for more than twenty minutes with kettlebells. So once they learn this stuff and they start doing it, and then they start applying it, and then they start to see their body transform without working out for an hour, they're gonna be like, "What?" Because I remember I wrote a blog for you a while ago about that very thing, and I'm like, "You could actually work out." for one hour a week with kettlebells 20 minutes three times that's it i need to actually i'm writing that down um to see if i can get that up on my kellyalexa.com um Mm -hmm. because anything that we formerly had i'm i'm taking select stuff that we had on fitfluential the good stuff and yeah i probably still have it too updating it and putting it on kellyalexa.com so we'll make sure we get that up too I probably have it still also if you can't find it. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. No, we'll do it. Um, okay. So that's good stuff. And I love that. I mean, that's some good quality fitness background and fitness advice and fitness takeaways um, for everybody because you know everybody listening to the Kelly O Show is into fitness and, and health. So that's good stuff. And again, just letting just letting everybody know we're going to dive into business now, um, but Lisa is going to be guesting on a regular basis on our Instagram channel. Um, and so she'll be doing on our Instagram stories, um, you know, some live demonstrations, you know, mini workouts, and then you can, you know, click through, learn more. And she'll, you'll get to see um, some of her new apparel that we're going to talk about here. One of her new business ventures live and in person. So that'll be really fun. Make sure you're tuned in over there and subscribed. Well, let's, let's dive in first and talk about, because you're obviously a very creative, um, and and resilient and um, I almost said, I said creative twice creative resilient um, incredibly intelligent and savvy businesswoman um, because you came out first with kettlebell bombshell and then you came out re- most recently with your apparel line so tell us when when you were first starting your first business what what was your business background like was this a completely new because there's a lot of people listening who are like. Oh, I mean, actually, I think of one girl I'm coaching right now, and she wants to start her own apparel line for women who are 5'2 or younger. Uh, oh, five, wow. Not 5'2 or younger, 5'2 or shorter, because she's like, yeah. everything I buy doesn't fit me, and it, you know, I'm always having to cut the pants off. Yes. Like, you can do it. But a lot of women listening are like having no idea. They're so intimidated about getting started. So when you were getting started with Kettlebell Bombshell, what was your business experience, and how did you even start? Well, funny thing is, I didn't have any business experience. I was working in a Pilates studio for somebody else. And then it seemed to be like going by the wayside. So I started doing the kettlebells more than the Pilates. And I wanted to get out of that environment. I wasn't real happy there. So I decided to just open my own place. And at the time, a good friend of mine, she had her own business. She was an esthetician. And her and I were really good friends. And her husband, he had his own business. He did video production. He actually made my DVD, the first one, and he was, he's incredible. Um, but so she goes, just do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. She took me down to the business license place and showed me like, you go get your business license here. You go do this, you go do that. So we had to do all this stuff and everything to get it started. And we did it like super quick, like, like within a week of me coming back from working at the Arnold classic in 2007. So it was actually 2008. I'm sorry. So 2008, March, I just came home from the Arnold and Three days later, I opened my own studio and the clients that I did have, I told them I was leaving and I said, I'm going to be quitting here and just, I'm just going to do, you know, the kettlebells only at this other gym. If you're interested, you can come. If not, that's cool. So the majority of them followed me and, uh, you know, and, 
and because I didn't want to take them away from the Pilates, I was mm-hmm. only doing the kettlebell. So they could have stayed there to do Pilates. So I wasn't trying to like screw people over and steal their business. Um, so then I ended up going there and I just did straight kettlebell classes and they were super popular because nobody was doing it. Right. And then what happened was Lifetime Fitness opened up like a couple years later and a bunch of other studios just were like popping up all over the place. And so then the recession in 2008. So I think all of that made people scared. And then when they joined Lifetime Fitness, it was really expensive. So they could take their family there. So then I lost a lot of clients because of that. And then I was like, okay, whatever. So I made my DVD 2009. It came out in 2010. And I started selling those like crazy, which was awesome because it was supplementing my income from the loss of the clientele. And then after two more years, I decided to move into a gym. And then I moved into a gym I was teaching there and then I was, it wasn't the right place for me. I never got a new customer because it was like what I was doing didn't really go with the gym people. So I was like, yeah, this isn't really good. And I didn't want to train people with weights. I'm not certified to do that. Well, actually I am certified to do it now, but I don't want to do that because that's just not my thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually a little burned out on training. So I decided like in December, I think I'm going to make some leggings. And I was just going to start off with that. I'm going to make some leggings. And so I made these really cool pinup leggings. And when and was this? Thought, in, in December of 2019. Okay. So I just started it. And I, and I thought, well, let me just make some leggings because I was selling shirts on Teespring. If you've ever heard of Teespring, I was yes. selling hoodies and t-shirts and stuff like that. And then they started having leggings and things. But to be honest, their leggings, I wasn't real happy with the quality. They're nice, but they weren't, they're too thick and they didn't have enough stretch that I like. And the waistband yeah. was kind of wide and a little bit low. And most women don't like that. So I thought, I can't put my name on this crap. Like this is not good. Right. right. And I was like, and I don't want a bunch of people buying them and being unhappy because then that would be like the worst thing ever. So I immediately found another company. So I started working with this other company and I got the products first and I tried them out and they're really, really nice. They have high waist and the stretch is like incredible. So everything feels and looks really, really good. So I, I made all the kettlebell bombshell stuff. So I've got these really cute little pinup, you know, designs on, on three of the styles. And then I've just got kettlebell bombshell stuff. And then a lot of guys would ask me, oh, well, what do you make for guys? What do you make for guys? And I'm thinking, shoot, I don't make anything for guys. What am I going to make for them? I'm like, I don't know. I'll just make a shirt or something. And I couldn't come up with anything. But I used to always joke around and say, every kettlebell bombshell needs a bomb shelter. <laughs> so to protect them and keep them safe, right? So then I made a guy's line. So I told the girl, the girl that does all my graphic design, she is so incredible. I love her to no end. She is amazing. She lives in Bangladesh and I work with her on WhatsApp and she is just the bomb. She's the bomb shelter. So she designed the logo and then I'll just tell her what I want and I like think of it up in my head, but she can't see what I'm thinking and I'll just communicate with her. And I swear every time she sends me the samples back, it's even better than I even was imagining. I'm like, oh man, I just love this. So I told her what I wanted and I gave her a couple pictures of what a bomb shelter symbol looks like. And I said, I want this on a kettlebell and I want it called bomb shelter. And I want the O just like my kettlebell bombshell. So in my logo, kettlebell bombshell, the O is a kettlebell. And then I did the same thing in bomb shelter, but I have the little bomb shelter symbol on the kettlebells. So it's got those little upside down triangles. So the bomb shelter being a safe space where you go to protect yourself. Mm. So I figure our body is like a bomb shelter. You know, we want to protect it and keep it safe. So 
So then I made that for guys. And then all of a sudden I got girls asking me, I really like that. Do you make that for girls? And I'm like, okay, I guess I do now. And then I started making the kids stuff and baby stuff. And, you know, so I got men's, women's, kids, everything, like teen, preteen and younger girls and then little baby onesies and bibs. I mean, it's so, so cute. So I do kettlebell bombshell and bomb shelter. So it's like really cool stuff. And I absolutely love it. I think it's like so amazing. And I, I want to wear every single thing on my site, of course. <laughs> oh my God. That'll take me some time because I have to buy it too. But it's just like, it's phenomenal. And the material, like I bought one of everything pretty much. And the material is awesome. And a lot of the shirts are brand name shirts. Like I have champion jackets. I have, um, what's that one brand? Um, American apparel. I have that. I have, you know, so for the t-shirts and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they're high quality brands and they just have, some of them have the logo on it. Some of them have the symbol on it. And I do the bombshell. Hey everybody, this marks the end of part one of this two-part interview with Lisa, the founder of Kettlebell Bombshell. Make sure you turn into part two.